0: Pastor Stephen Brooks and welcome today to our online internet around the world church service. I'm so happy that you're here. Now, normally on Sunday mornings I'm in the sanctuary standing up and ministering God's word, but today I felt more of a teaching anointing and I actually wanted to just to sit down and teach something that I believe is a timely message with you today. So here I am. Praise God happy to be ministering God's Word to you, whether sitting or standing. Now, let's prepare our hearts to honor the Lord by bringing the tithes and the offerings into the storehouse of the Lord. Let's take our Bibles and go to 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 7. And it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love and of a sound mind. Now, I have noticed that because of the spirit of fear that is very prevalent today, not just in America, but around the world because of the virus and so forth, that fear has produced in some of God's own people by uh, them allowing that spirit to work on them has produced what I would call a paralysis. And that's what fear will do. It can freeze a person up, Uh, physically. It can also uh, freeze them up in their mentality and their way of thinking. And if you do that, you have stopped moving forward in God's plan for your life. So remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear. And there are some Christians that are very concerned right now because of the various economic shakings that would be in the earth. I am here as a minister of the gospel to let you know that God's hand is on your life, and that you have a covenant with Jehovah-Jireh, your provider. And should every natural source fail, you will be okay, because God will never fail. Mm -mm. And you're tied into Him. Praise the Lord. So you're always going to be okay, regardless of the various difficulties that the nation, or city, or county may face. God has provision for you. You know, it says back in the days of Abraham and Isaac. You see times, uh, particularly with Isaac, where money failed. Wow, that's that's pretty uh, difficult times. And then Joseph, uh, you know, with what was going on in his life, ruling over a time of great prosperity, but also the time of severe famine and. You know, uh, this was a time when people didn't have money, and so they would have to, uh, you know, trade their land or things that they owned just so that they could purchase food. But I'm here to say that should various systems fail, God will never fail you. By the way, I don't believe that everything's going to fall apart. I really don't believe that. Uh, If you listen to a lot of news, you may be of that theory or opinion, but I just believe that, you know, God's going to keep moving us forward, and there's a lot that we're supposed to do, and there's a lot that this nation is called to do, and God's going to hold it all together. So don't get in fear. Don't get in pandemonium. Start making bad decisions, and start doing things that aren't wise. Praise God. Mm -mm. Stay strong. Stay stable. Praise the Lord. You know, I love the story that Daddy Gio from Nigeria, he has taught about his spiritual father and the great crisis of life they went through when there was food shortage and, uh, you know, no money and uh, in the natural, no hope. But uh, they call him Daddy Gio. Uh, his name is Pastor Enoch Adaboye. And he tells the story of his spiritual father uh, that during a time of food shortage, the Lord spoke to his wife. And the Lord spoke to his wife, saying, whenever it's time to eat, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Now remember, there's no food, not just in their house, in hardly anybody's house. And the Lord said, when you go into the kitchen and you go to the stove, you have that pot over there on the stove. Now, Open up the lid and don't look into the pot. Just serve out of it you know to the various family members, and then when you're done, put the lid back over the pot, and I'll take care of you. So uh, you know, the pastor's wife did that. Uh, Pastor Ataboya, his wife uh, excuse me, his spiritual father, his wife did that. And so you know, in the breakfast, uh, when it it's time for breakfast. she'd go over into the kitchen. Uh, over there on, on the stove, and she would take that pot, take the lid off, and she would start dishing out of a, quote, you know, empty empty pot, unquote. Well, she would dish it out, and sometimes there would be like a, like a meat-type dinner, you know, with potatoes and everything. She would just dish it out, and then, there it is. And then, you know, come back for the next meal of the day, take the lid off the pot, and dish it out, and serve it, and it would be fish. And then, you know, come back at night, uh, take the lid off the pot, dish it out, and it would be chicken. And this went on for quite some time. And eventually, the, the economic difficulties of the nation began to get some breathing room, and people could get some food and stuff like that. And she said that the miracle ended when, one day out of great curiosity, she looked into the pot. <laughs> and there was nothing in there, just air nothing in there, just a clean, empty metal pot. But the Lord had been doing a miracle to sustain them. So I don't believe money's going to fail. By the way, if money ever fails, it just just gets turned right around and replaced with another currency. It's not like things come to a grinding halt, and all uh, economic systems are shut down forever. It's just, you know, and you see that in war. If you look at World War II and World War I, when there were these large scale wars, and nations had their economies totally obliterated, you know, that didn't last forever. Next thing you know, as soon as the war is over, they're already moving into a new currency or whatever it is. So, you know, you're going to keep on going. God's going to keep you uh, going, and you're always going to be just fine. Mm -mm. There are people, even God's own people, that are in so much fear, they have become paralyzed, and they're, they're concerned about food, although there's plenty of food out there. They hear reports, we're running out of food. But you know, I'm just saying that in the Lord, you don't have anything to worry about. You will always be okay. Whatever it is that you need, God will take care of you, food, water, whatever it might be. And should there ever be something crazy where, you know, it ran out, uh, it doesn't mean it's going to run out on you. You have a covenant God that keeps covenant. Mm -mm. Wow. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, years back, Dr. Norval Hayes, he's in heaven now. He said the Lord revealed something to him that I, I found phenomenal, phenomenal. And the Lord had revealed to him that there has never been in the history of the world one person who has ever, listen to this, who has ever died of starvation, who called upon the Lord and worshiped the Lord. Well, Pastor Stephen, millions upon millions have died of starvation. Yes, they sure have. Maybe while they're trusting a false God to feed them, while they, you know, go about in fear or unbelief, but Jesus told Norval Hayes, that there's never in the history of the world ever been one person during a time of famine, or the, when there's no food, who would worship the Lord and call upon His name that the Lord let die of hunger. Never. It's never happened ever, and it never will. If you will just worship the Lord and trust Him and praise Him, you'll just cut right through any difficulty. Now others, yes, others may experience calamity, Disaster? Why? They they have no covenant with God. They have no covenant with God. So they are, you know, impervious or uh, let me say it like this. They're wide open to whatever the circumstances could throw at them. But you have a covenant with the Lord and that covenant is, uh, that's uh, associated with finances is connected through honoring the Lord with your tithe, which is 10% of all monies that come into your life, whether earned or gifted or whatever it might be, and also offerings, which is the sowing of financial seed, and also the resultant harvest that God brings. So my friends, when you have a covenant, you don't have anything to have fear about. You don't have any reason to be in fear. Woo! Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. And if God has to do miracles to carry you through, He will praise god. But he is a he is a covenant keeping god and if you will just trust him, he'll take you through anything. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you Jesus. Praise God. I just see fear dissolving. Praise the Lord. So you need to stay on track. You need to stay focused on what God has called you to do and dismiss the fear and keep moving forward. By the way, don't think that just because there's a virus, and we see a lot of, lot of businesses closed down and so forth. Uh, Don't think that people aren't making money. Are you kidding me? There are people getting fabulously rich right now because of uh, certain innovations, uh, certain changes in the way that business is conducted and things like that. Um, Just this microphone, this sure microphone, you know, uh, which is a certain brand, certain model, these things were sold out all over America. Why? Because so many people now they have had to move online to conduct meetings or so anything having to do with podcasting or internet streaming, it's like all of that equipment was gobbled up and consumed by consumers, by buyers. So all of these companies are just profiting, (laughs) making all kinds of money because of the way that business has changed and has to be conducted. And uh, so when it comes to, you know, th- these various uh, servers and uh, any type of equipment that's been directed or or affected, I should say, by the coronavirus that's in demand now. Well, you could hardly get it. It's back ordered and stuff like that. Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. So there's always a time for prosperity, regardless of what is going on. Now, I see the Lord blessing you. Right where you're at, right in the middle of any difficult situation, because Isaac proved it. He proved it by sowing in a time of famine, and the Lord gave him a one hundredfold return harvest right in the middle of the, of a famine. And the Philistines, who represent the unsaved or the people of the world who don't understand the principles and the ways of God, they were totally baffled and just couldn't see how this guy was prospering and getting ahead right in the middle of an economic meltdown. I'm just telling you that when you have a covenant with God, you can be like the salmon in the Alaskan rivers that swims upstream when everything else is getting swept downstream. So you're not even holding steady. You're moving forward. You're going up against the current. Praise the Lord. So, you know, don't, don't think that everybody's just sitting at home. Nobody's making any money and nothing's happening. Everybody's on standstill. No, people are innovating. People are trying new ideas, uh, trying uh, uh, different uh, uh, methods of, uh, of this and that, and it's working. Praise God. Whatever you put your hands to, mm, and you labor in it, the Bible says there's profit in that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Get that old fear off of you. Praise the Lord. You don't have anything to be afraid of. Nothing. Keep on moving forward. So, because God has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind, not a crazy mind running around, terrified and not knowing what to do, but a sound mind. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus praise god i know people personally that have already been told and actually were told 2 months ago that you won't be coming back to work for the rest of the year just work from home so you know that that's like a for some of them it'll be easily a 10 month stretch of working at home well what does that mean Uh, Well, for a lot of people, it meant, well, if I'm going to be working from home, I need to go out and buy an office. Or, uh, you know, one person was telling me they got one of the desks that raises and lowers it and goes up and down and stuff like that. So who's making all of those desks? Who's making all of that equipment? Uh, People that were smart and people that are making money right now. Mm -mm. Don't ever let difficulties or circumstances present to you an excuse saying, this is why you can't prosper. You can prosper in the Lord anywhere, anytime, any place, regardless of what's going on. If you can't, then the covenant is worthless, and you just might as well take God out of the equation and just go out there, and as they say in the world, just hustle and do the best you can, because it's a dog-eat-dog world. But it's not like that for the believer. You have a covenant with God, and He will secure you, take care of you, and move you forward, move you forward even during times of challenge. We are not exempt from the challenges that are out there, but we are exempt from failure and defeat because we serve a mighty God. I'm just talking out of my spirit right now. Praise the Lord, trying to get some of you out of paralysis and get you back into a place where you're moving. I've talked to too many people recently who are, their only hope right now is the rapture. They're, they're just wanting the Lord to come right now. And, uh, Uh, one lady uh, that I was talking to recently, a minister actually, uh, you know, she, she just like was looking for the Lord to come and rescue the church right now. I said, you know what? Um, You, you probably shouldn't be focusing on that. Although we all can say with a good conscience, Maranatha, in other words, Lord come quickly. Yes, we want the Lord to come, but have you noticed he hasn't come yet? The very fact that you're listening to this message says, uh, he hasn't showed up yet. So we need to be working with a good attitude and not just like, Oh, it's so bad. We need to get out of here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. Don't get into that. Woe is me. Uh, don't get into that. Oh, we're just in such despair. We don't know what to do. Don't do that. That's crazy thinking. Sound mind, sound mind. I'm see, I'm, I'm talking a little bit longer uh, extensively on the tithe and authoring because I'm trying to bring some of you back to home base. You've been floating out there and all kinds of fear and worry, and uh, you're about to do some crazy ideas. Maybe you're thinking, I need to sell my home and get out of here, and yet the whole time God blessed you with the home and wants you to stay in your home and enjoy your home, but you're trying to cook up all kinds of crazy stuff because it's, it's based out of fear. Well, you need to just settle down, spend time with the Lord, relax, and realize that God's got you covered. You have a covenant with the Lord. Everything is going to be okay. Now, if there are certain changes that the Lord is leading you through, then embrace those changes and walk in faith. Don't walk in any fear. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And if there's changes, there's new opportunities, new opportunities for growth, increase, and expansion. Hallelujah. Thank you, O Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory, glory to the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. The Lord is the stabilizing factor in your life. Praise the Lord. See, unbelievers and people who trust in themselves and in their own ability and who trust in money, you know what they do when the economy, uh, Takes a drop or something dramatic, financially shakes, you know what they do? They go up on top of skyscrapers and jump off. Okay, that's crazy stuff. That's stupid stuff. Okay, so for those of you that maybe, again, you just felt that fear hitting you, I say the Lord is your stabilizing force and factor. Rest in Him, trust in Him, be strong. Hallelujah. Stop looking for the ex- exit and for the escape hatch and just be strong. And stand and just determine to grow and increase. Praise the Lord. Have you noticed we're not running for the heels here? We're expanding in every format. We're, we're expanding on every uh, ministry platform and we're reaching more and further now than we ever have before. And we're looking for new television networks to get on. Hallelujah. We're not cutting back. We're moving forward and God's, God's providing God's blessing. Mm -mm. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I see your increase before you. Just go up and take it. Hallelujah. Go up and get your blessing. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, I speak blessing over your people that as they honor you today with the tithe and the offering, they're doing so in a spirit of faith, knowing that you are stabilizing them. Increasing them and moving them forward. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. See, we are living in the reality of Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 and 2, where gross darkness is upon the face of the earth. Yet at the same time, the glory of the Lord is getting stronger and stronger on us. So, In one area, you could say it's the best of times. In the other area, you could say it's the worst of times. But it's the worst of times for those who don't know God, but it is the best of times for those of us who do. Praise God. And when the Lord Jesus does come to take His church home with Him, it will be in a place where we have such strength and such blessing and the glory of the Lord is so strong upon us that the world and its Antichrist system will be like, please, just get out of here and leave. Remember, that's what Pharaoh and the Egyptians were saying to the Israelites, just, you know, get out, leave. We don't like you anymore. We don't want you anymore. You, You can go. Just leave. And we will leave at the right time. We will leave on a note of victory. We will leave having accomplished the Great Commission, and we will leave also having plundered and spoiled the Egyptians, and we will leave on top. Praise God. And then when we go, they can do whatever they want. The Antichrist, he can finally come forth and do his thing, but uh, we will have stepped off on the right note. We will have stepped off having accomplished all that God called us to do. Now, as you're bringing the tithes and offerings in, if you would like to mail them in, please send them to Stephen Brooks International. P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina 28654. If you want to bring the tithes and offerings in online, please visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the home page called Tithes and Offerings, Sow and Reap, and you can go there right now. Now, we also have a special project that we are working on. If you go to one of the headers called Projects, you can click on that, and we are working right now towards raising the needed funds for what we call Studio Refresh. We're going to refresh this uh, small internet studio that I'm in right here, as well as the larger Sanctuary Studio with uh, some, uh, we want to move the audio from analog up to digital, and we also want to do uh, some things with some creative backgrounds. So thank you for sowing seed into those special projects. By the way, there'll also be a new ministry website that will be launching in the very near future. Uh, it's taking a little longer than normal. I've talked with the team that are working on it. And, uh, you know, these things take a lot of code. So the guys are writing code behind the scenes. I don't know how they do all of that, but I find it fascinating. In the modern world, you can't get much done without writing code. Uh, Cars won't work without it. Computers won't run without it. Nothing works without it. So they had to uh, change some templates and modify some things on the new site. But it will have, as we would say, all the bells and whistles that a new website needs to have to be effective and at the same time, simple and easy to navigate. I don't like going to things that I can't even figure out where I'm supposed to go. I like it to be easy to move around. So all of that's in a mix, plus a lot of other good stuff. So thank you for supporting the work of the Lord, and honoring God with your finances, and staying in faith. Woo! Glory to God, and keeping fear out of your heart. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, bless your people. Let them increase right now. Let them be a sign and a wonder to those around them, because they are covenant people, and their increase is not based upon luck or chance. It's based upon covenant promise. And I thank you, Father God, they are working your covenant, and you are faithful to it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I I tell you, every time I think about that covenant, I'm amazed because it is so supernatural and it will work for you regardless uh, of what's going on in the world. I think the thing to me that also is so fascinating is that if you'll dare to believe God and engage God on the covenant terms, It'll work for you, even if you are in one of the most impoverished nations on the face of the earth. See, because sometimes people say, well, Pastor Stephen, it'll work in America, because you know, in America, there's a lot of money. But but of course, for those that would know, when you do come to America, it's not like the streets are paved with gold here. Uh, There's quite a few potholes uh, too. So there, there's a lot of things that America needs to catch up on. So this is not like any type of utopia society. Now, we are blessed uh, in, in many ways. We are a blessed nation, but uh, it's not like you can go to cities and not see poor people. Uh, our Our cities are full of impoverished people, homeless people, and stuff like that, not only in the cities, but in rural communities. So it'll work anywhere. It will work anywhere if you'll work it. Praise God. It'll lift you up. Yes, it will. Hallelujah. Now, let's take our Bibles and go over today the 2nd Samuel chapter 11. I want to talk today about the subject of a crown and the sword. We're going to look into the unique life of David and how he fulfilled his destiny. But there were times when he had some challenges and drifted, but the Lord accomplished the full destiny that he had for him by the time it was all said and done. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we open up your Word to study it, that the life that David lived of fulfilling his assignment, that by the time we reach our finish line, Father, we pray that we also will have checked off all that you called us to do, and that the primary thrust of our lives will be completed and that the work will be very pleasing in your eyes, having been done with the right motives and with a heart of love. Father, we just thank you. We give you all of the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, and we agree and say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Again, we're in Second Samuel, chapter 11, verse 1. It happened in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go out to battle. Now, we're going to pretty much camp around that thought of the time when kings go out to battle. You need to see yourself as as a king from the perspective that Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and you, in the eyes of God, have kingly anointing that's been imparted into you. So Jesus is the king over the kings that you and I are, and He is the Lord over the lords that He has anointed us to be. So since we can relate to that, you need to understand that there is a purpose for you also to go out to battle. Mm-mm. And if you don't do that, something will trip you up somewhere eventually sooner or later in your life. It happened in the spring of the, uh, in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel and they destroyed the people of Ammon, and besieged Rabbah, but David remained at Jerusalem. That was a big mistake. He should have been out there, not in the battle, necessarily. He's done enough fighting already, uh, but still, the ancient kings of those days, even though uh, it would be rare for them once they're really into the fullness of their kingly uh, rule to pick up a sword and start, you know, fighting uh, somebody out on the field. They would still would have a tent pitched for them at a safe distance where they could oversee the battle and present strategy, present encouragement, and just by the fact that they're there, the troops could look and see and be rallied and encouraged knowing their king. Is praying for them and supporting them and so forth. Now he would be back out of arrow distance and things like that. He would have a guard, an elite guard, uh, uh, protecting him. But his physical presence was very, very much needed, and it was also expected. But he's not there. Where is he? Hanging out at Jerusalem, back at the uh, back at the uh, palace. Verse two. Then it happened, and we all know what that story is about. It's been. Uh, you know, preached all over the world and uh, told all over the world. In that while, David probably had no idea that the trouble he got himself into would be talked about even hundreds of years later. How about this? Thousands of years later, <laughs> one minister said he was on the beach one day. This was recently, you know, sometime back. In other words, within our generation, he was on the beach one day and looked up, and there was an airplane flying by, pulling a banner and the banner said David and Bathsheba, and it had uh, an advertisement for a, uh, it was a theater play that was being played out there in in the local town, and you could go to the theater and watch the the replay, the reenactment of David and Bathsheba. Can you imagine that when David did this, he had no idea no idea that 3,000 years later, somebody in an airplane is going to be flying up and down the Atlantic beach, advertising and promoting, or telling everybody about the mistake that he made in private. Wow. Uh, just consequences beyond anything that he was able to comprehend at that time. So we, it says, did it happen? And we, we know what happened. But why, my friends, did it happen. Uh, that's what we need to look at today. And really, the reason it all began to fall apart was because when kings went out to war, when it's time for that, David stayed put, and he didn't do what, he, what God had called him to do. So having read that verse, I want to make the statement that the number one reason a child of God fails in their life is because of, and if we put a blank there, what would you fill in? I want to tell you what I believe fills in that blank, but think about it just for a moment. The number one reason men fail is because of, and some people would, would put maybe because of not enough prayer. Well, prayer is extremely important, uh, but you know, you can pray and still miss this area. So let's just get, let's just jump right to it. The number one reason men fail is because of broken focus. That's why men, women, God's people, if they fail in a certain area or fail in their life, it's because of broken focus. And that's really what we're seeing here in chapter 11, verse 1. Now, broken focus can be attributed to drifting away from the assignment of that God gave to your life, keeping in mind that your assignment is unique, and it pertains to you, and the assignment that you have, that I have, that somebody else might have, uh, they're all different. And even if your assignment would be, like mine, ministry, even within ministry, there's a million different directions you can go and a countless different uh, number of ways that you can do things. So all of that has to be understood, Broken focus can be attributed to drifting away from your God-given assignment. Now, when this happens, broken focus will result in a loss of passion. Passion, that fire of doing what you love to do, even if you do it every day. Uh, you know you may still have to get up in the morning and get your coffee and stuff like that you don't really feel it yet but once you kind of get going and get into it you're like this is my thing i like it i love it i enjoy it that is the passion that is the thing that god has called you to do that is where your anointing is at so we know that with solomon that his kingship was very different he was a man of peace and within his kingdom, there uh, you know the kingdom of Israel was so strong uh, it Solomon really brought it to a tremendous military power and also an economic powerhouse and He really didn't have any enemies except only on the outskirts of israel, and that really was only a result of when Solomon had gotten into sin. Uh, his heart had gotten away from the Lord. He got into idolatry, and that's, that's when on the outskirts of Israel you would start to have these raiding parties and these, these uh, uh, kind of like uh, marauding bands that would begin to uh, frustrate and irritate the armies of Israel. But there were still nobody strong enough to take on Solomon's main army. They're just too powerful. Uh, so there was, there was pretty much peace throughout the reign of Solomon, but during David's reign, who was, you know, previous to Solomon, uh, but David, it was just war after war after war. It was just fighting and fighting and chopping heads off and stabbing people, and uh, it, it was just phenomenal warfare. But that was what God had called David to. That was his anointing, and he got away from that. Praise the Lord. David's destiny was to be king. No question about it. David's destiny was to sit on a beautiful throne. Yes, no question about that. And have a nice robe. That's all good. Wear some fancy slippers. That's all good. But incorporated into the ongoing destiny of David was more than just a crown. It was also always a sword. He, he was just a man that God had anointed for war, and if you take that element away from him, uh, you've taken the fish out of the water. Mm-mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So he always needed to have that fighting thing going on in his life. At this point, he has moved from Hebron. Hebron is where he had his initial reign at, but then when he's put over the whole nation. And he's, you know, and he captured the phenomenal city of Jerusalem from the Jebusites. At this point, as we see him here, he's really established. He's very firmly established as king, but his assignment is not complete. And David got off track. He thinks, well, you know, this is my destiny. Uh, All those years with Saul harassing me and all of those things I went through, I made it through that. And the, the prophecies of, uh, of Samuel the prophet, all that has come to pass. And now here I am in Jerusalem, and I'm the king, and I've got my own general. Let Joab go out and fight the battles, and I can just finally kick back and relax. Uh, no, you can't, David. You can't. Why? Because you are a king who is called not only to wear a crown, but also to know how to swing a sword. Praise God or sling that slingshot, or whatever it might be, or throw the spear. Trust me. He was, he was a uh, man of martial arts. Now that doesn't mean he knew Kung Fu. Martial arts just basically means to study of various forms of warfare. So I, I can guarantee you, he knew a lot more than just how to sling a stone. He would have been familiar with every single type of weapon that was out there, and I'm sure he was really good with all of them. Praise the Lord, but it just was not his uh, like a single. Uh, how can we say one-dimensional anointing that he had was just, which was just to sit on the throne and you know act like king. No. Uh, he was supposed to be out there, especially when battles are going on, when it's time for battle and time for war. Hey, it's springtime. This is just what we do. Well, why do we do that? Because God put that in us, and that's what we do. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't seem to make sense. Well, it doesn't need to. It's just what we do. It's who we are. Praise the Lord. It's just the type of a behavior of a king. It's just what you do. Well, I don't want to do that. I think I want to take a break. Well, you're going to get in trouble, Now, David got in trouble because he got in the flesh, and when he got in the flesh, his outlet was sexual immorality, his outlet was adultery. Uh, For other people, if they're going to get in the flesh, it could be some different venue that they want to entertain to indulge their, you uh, you know, the lower nature, the base nature. But I can tell you this, when you have a calling, and you have an assignment from the Lord, you have a and I'm not just talking about ministry when I'm talking calling, but when you have an assignment from the Lord, and you sit back, and you don't move on that, I'm just here to tell you, you're going to get in trouble somehow, some way. You may not, uh, you know, go after another man's wife, and you may not get into murder, Lord forbid, but I'll tell you one thing, you'll get into something that you're not supposed to be into. Why? Because you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, and you're supposed to be out there uh, engaged in battle. Kings go off to war. I hope that there is a battle right now that you're engaged in. Now, when I'm talking about a battle, really I'm talking about you're using your faith to move forward in what God has called you to do. Oh, well, Pastor Stephen, right now, there's coronavirus going on out there now. You can't do anything right now. Well, sure you can. If, and if you have to, they'll obey the, lo- the laws of the land. Just put a mask on and go. But one thing's for sure, even if you've got to pick up your sword and go out to war, uh, uh, b- put your mask on and do it, and then go out to war. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Praise the Lord. But you don't need to be sitting around making excuses for why you can't go off to war for why you cannot engage for, uh, in in the faith project that God has called you to do. Well, pastor Stephen, everything's shut down. All the restaurants are shut down. Not your faith. You don't have to shut your faith down. Mm -mm. Rise up, get going, get moving. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He was on the throne. He had the throne. He had the crown somewhere along the line the sword he laid down and when he laid that down that was one of the greatest mistakes he ever made in life now david it says that he was a man after god's own heart he was he made a mistake because he got in the flesh it was very different with solomon solomon his son got away from the lord and got into idolatry and bowed down and worshiped demon idols but you'll never ever in the life of David see David falling down before an idol and saying, "You're my God." No, he never did anything stupid like that. Even when he blew it and made mistakes, he when he when when the Lord dealt with him, he he would repent and he would get right with God. But you never see him as an idol worshiper. Praise the Lord! And it doesn't excuse what he did, and he went through a he went through the whirlwind for that. But my friends, you have to you have to go out to battle. Praise the Lord. You have to go off to war. You have to be involved in what God has called you to do. Or, listen to me very carefully, or you're going to get spiritual arthritis. Why do many people get arthritis? Well, if you get older and you don't move, things will begin to lock up. Things will begin to get stiff. And if, if they're not moved and if they're not used regularly, then they'll they'll just get to a place where they think, well, you're not using us anymore. We'll just kind of remain in position and then it gets all hardened and locked up and then it becomes painful. You need to stay active in your calling, active in your assignment. Right now, especially, right now. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You need to understand who you are, why God put certain types of passion in you, and you need to act on that. You need to be a hearer and a doer of the Word. Don't just become a professional hearer, although that's part of it, but you also need to be a doer, or else you will deceive yourself. You'll think, well, I I know everything. Well, if, if you're not doing anything, though, it's not, it's not, it's like halfway there. So you have to hear and then do. Praise God move forward with the plan that God has given you find out what you're supposed to do next you may not be able to do it all in one chunk usually you can't but there would be something that you can do to keep things going forward and of course when you do that when you do walk forward eventually you do hit those moments you make the great stride forward and you do sometimes get the big breakthrough blessings all of a sudden that that's wonderful as well but none of it happens if you don't get out there and get into the battle, start moving. Mm-mm. Praise the Lord. Psalm 144, verse 1, Psalm of David, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war. Now this training in the Hebrew denotes containing, uh, excuse me, it denotes training that is continual. In other words, it's not like well, I had a lesson one time on how to shoot a pistol, and now I know everything I know about that. No, it's, it's all ongoing training. It's not like a karate master says, well, I, you know, I've trained for a few years. I know everything there is to know. It's lifelong. That's the Chinese mentality. Uh, it, it's just something that's a lifetime practice, and you'll never learn at all. You're going to run out of time before you uh, are able to learn all of it, because really all of it can never be learned in a single lifetime. So it's continual training. Blessed be the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war, and my fingers for battle. Who trains his hands for war? I believe that David was familiar with any type and every type of weapon that was out there. If you could throw it, he knew how to throw it. If you could shoot it, he knew how to shoot it. If you could, if you could swing it, he knew how to swing it. And I believe that he was very, very skilled in anything that could be put in your hand in which you could do battle, including even the hands themselves. And my fingers were trained. He said, for battle, that training, the sensitivity of being able to draw back a bow, and to shoot that, and to hold it still, and everything, all of those things. He was very, very good at all of that, and he had an anointing for it, even as a king. Whoo! Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. And for him, with that anointing, and all of that ability, and all of that you know, gifting from the Lord to lay it down. Just to lay it down, say, you know, I think I'll just sit around and play a harp all day here in the palace. (laughs) Uh, That's uh David, you know, you're you're letting go a major part of who God called you to be and what he uh has enabled you to be. Praise the Lord. Now totally different with the son Solomon. Solomon could just sit on the throne all day and teach. Solomon, give us another lesson. Tell us about the hyssop. Tell us about the plants that grow out of the wall. Solomon explained to us about the animals, and he could just sit there all day, teach, 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 and you're just like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> but David was totally different. David was just like, hey, let me get out here, get a spear, and uh, show these guys how to throw this thing. Uh, and uh, oh my goodness, he really was something phenomenal. But he he abandoned all of that. That's why he got into trouble. And if, if you start walking away from your gifting or your anointing, then you're going to start to lose the passion that is associated with that. Mm -mm. And then you lose that skill. If you're at the very forefront of your, of your, of your work, of your career field, you know that it takes everything to stay at the front. It's the same way in sports. If, if you're at the forefront, there's very little difference between first and second place the The requirement is is major between first and 10th place. Uh, it's a vast difference, but up, up front at the top, we're talking one hundredths of a second. That's the only difference. So if you start goofing off, uh, you know, you're going to lose that edge. Now you'll need a break and you can't overtrain, but if you pull back too much, you'll lose that edge because it's very fine. It's so small when you're right up there at the front and you don't want to do that. Praise the Lord, you lose your passion, and you have to have that. God put that on the inside of you. Psalm 18, this is very interesting also. Verse 29, again, this is David, for by you I can run against a troop. Oh, you, you read these things and you think, well, that's, that's normal. That's what any soldier should do. But it's really abnormal. Uh, this shows extreme levels of courage, and this is a type of courage for an individual or a very small group to charge against a troop when you're outnumbered, outgunned, or whatever it is, and you just you just go for it anyhow. Well, that shows that David knew that God was with him, and when you know that God is with you, and you're you're called to do this. Whoo! You have some crazy faith, and you could have some crazy boldness, and you do things that uh, really the the enemy's like, oh my goodness, these people are crazy. Uh, but you know what? God will back them up. God will back up David, and uh, da- David inspired many others to rise up and become mighty men. Why did they become mighty men? Because he led by demonstration. Didn't just say, hey, this is how you do it. He, he demonstrated. He killed he killed thousands and thousands of people with his hands. Incredible, incredible anointing for war. For by you I can run against a troop. And so when the others would see him doing that, they just, uh, they would, uh, they would just uh, have their hearts with faith, just explode with tremendous courage and faith. And there's one thing, there's one thing although it, it has a spiritual essence to it, anybody can see, and that's fear. You can see fear. And when fear hits the enemy, you can see when it hits. You can see fear in their eye. (laughs) And David would just run and faith would rise. And the next thing you know, the enemy's afraid and it's another victory. Praise God. But he had it. He had that. And you have something, you have something and don't ever lay it down. And if you have laid it down, you need to get back into the place of safety and pick that up and start running again. For by you, I can run against a troop excuse me, by my God, I can leap over a wall. Oh, Pastor Stephen, that's beautiful metaphorical language. No, this is not symbolic. This is literal. Anytime you read about the modern-day army of Israel and the various wars that uh, it's gone through, you're going to see miracle after miracle after miracle because God fights with Israel. God stands with Israel, and it's been like that throughout the millennia, praise the Lord. And he says here, by my God, I can leap over a wall. So I believe that there were the times when the Holy Spirit would come upon him with superhuman ability, just like, just like the Spirit of God would come upon Samson, who killed the thousand men, a thousand soldiers, with nothing but the jawbone of a donkey. That superhuman ability Ability, praise God. Well, that anointing would come on David. Why? Because he's doing what God called him to do. Well, I have to be honest, Pastor Stephen, I've never seen a king act like that. Well, this is a different type of king. This is the warrior king. Oh, yes, he could play a harp really well. No question about that. That's only one dimension of who he is, though. A big element of who David is, is this warrior element. And for him to drop that uh, th- th- this can't happen. It did happen, and it cost him dearly. But you'll notice he got back on track when he got back out to that battle. Mm-mm. That's when he got back into his anointing, when he got back out on the battlefield. And the next thing you know, as he's out on that battlefield, the next thing you know, they're putting a crown full of talents of gold upon his head. That's all because he got back into what he was anointed to do. For by you, I can run against a troop. By my God, I can leap over a wall. And when you're doing what God has called you to do, there will be times when that supernatural element will also come upon your life, even if it's to bake a cake. That's what, if that's your thing, God will be with you. Praise the Lord. He'll be with you, whatever it might be, but you need to do it. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 32 It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. So, God would give him this strength that although the enemy was strong, God would work through him supernaturally, just like he would do through Samson to overpower the enemy. He makes my feet like the feet of deer and sets me on my high places so he wouldn't stumble, he wouldn't fall although the terrain and things like that could have been a disadvantage to him and his men, the Lord would stabilize him, and he would keep on going. Verse 34, He teaches my hands. So he would have more teaching. It was constant teaching, constant training. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bow Of bronze. Oh, again, Pastor Stephen, such beautiful, metaphorical language. No, no, that when that anointing was on him, it was on him, and he could do he could do what would be considered supernatural. There is a place, even in athletics, where you have those special moments when you get into the groove and you can't miss a shot, or you're in your rhythm and uh, you're, you're unbeatable on that day. And anybody's got to compete with you on that day. It's just, you know, it's too bad because you're, you're in your, you're in your groove. And I've seen teams that may not be that good, but they just had their day and everybody on the team. It was just something was clicking that day and they beat uh, a team that nobody thought could be beat. You know, there is something that's true to that, that on the right day, anybody could beat anybody. Now that's that's the exception to the rule but you have moments like that but david was just walking with the lord and that supernatural anointing was upon him and he could he could do things that were beyond human in the music industry you could take a great pianist and you know they could have good days you know music- musicians know this especially if they tour and they're they're playing like you know every other night or something like that, but they'll, they'll admit you could you could go night after night and you you know you have good you know good meetings, but then you could have something really special where you you sync with that crowd and they sync with you and you're playing your skill you're singing everything goes to a new level now you can't do that every time because of the various Things that create an atmosphere like that. But during that one time, you're untouchable. You're at the very peak of yourself. Praise the Lord. Well, that's what the anointing will do. You know, when the Azusa Street Revival was going on in the early 1900s, and it only ran for about three years, but during those three years, it was very, very intense. And those that assisted in the praise and worship, there was one man, he was a violinist. And another man who played the piano. But the, the violinist, uh, they both had the same testimony, but the violinist said it a little better because they were both professional musicians and the violinist played in an orchestra. But he said in those meetings there at Azusa Street, when the Holy Spirit would come and an anointing was there his ability to play the violin went beyond anything he could ever do when he was uh, playing there, you know, just with his own skill set in the orchestra. And that was good. But he said, under the anointing, he said, I, I could just play with no limitations, no limitations at all. So he said, my, my playing was just off the charts there. <laughs> Praise God. And that's what the Holy Spirit will do. It makes, it makes everything go into this new dimension. And I believe that's what God wants to do with you when you just dial in and you say, Lord, I'm, I'm fed up with wasting my life. I'm fed up with wasting time. It's time for me to write off the battle. Hallelujah. I'm tired of just sitting here and, and weeks going by and I'm not getting anything done, just watching the news all day. I, I'm not going to waste my life. I'm not going to waste weeks or months. I'm getting up and I'm riding off to war and I'm going to get back on track, Lord, with what you have called me to do. And when you do that, you'll start winning. You'll start overthrowing the enemy. You'll start moving forward. You'll start taking new ground. Mm -mm. And then, you know what you should do? Don't ever quit. Just keep on going. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, I've noticed that a lot of good ministers who move forward and move forward when when they get into their 80s, although they have plenty of money, to retire, and they could easily retire if they want to. Have you ever noticed that most don't? Most of them who are really accomplishing great things and love the Lord and have the anointing, this mainly revolves around an anointing. Have you noticed that most of them just keep on going? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. And I see that will be true for many of you. Just keep on going. You may think, oh, I'll retire eventually, Pastor Stephen. But when you actually get there, you may not want to. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm -mm. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. I have pursued my enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn back again till they were destroyed. And I see that that's what you're going to do in your life as well. He said, I have wounded them, so that they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet, for you have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued under me those who rose up against me. And this is a king. This is not just a military man alone. This is a king who was anointed for war. And this was something that David walked away from. This was a huge element of his life that he abandoned, and when he did, he got into trouble. But my friends, you're not going to make that mistake, because you're going to stay focused with your hands on the plow of what God has called you to do. See, Jesus said, don't look back. If you're plowing, don't look back. And, you know, if you look back, the plows start going all over the place, and uh, uh, that's not the way that you do it. You must stay focused, hands on the assignment, hands on the assignment, and really, this is a time for increase God will prove Himself faithful to you that the covenant will work, and you'll go uphill while those who complain and worry and are in all kinds of fear, while they struggle and uh, maybe have to file for bankruptcy and things like that, well, you'll, uh, you might be the one when that person files for bankruptcy, you're there ready to buy that building for pennies on the dollar. Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. Exodus chapter 15 verse 3 The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. The Lord is a man of war. And that anointing that's on the Lord as the man of war, as the Lord of hosts, the captain of all of the armies, the armies of Israel, the armies of angels, in any type of an army, the Lord is over that. That's a warrior's anointing. Praise God. And he put that very, very strongly upon David. Mm -mm. When kings go off to war, and see, that anointing is on you through the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith that says, you know what? Things are a little shaky out there, but God is on the throne. And because of that, regardless of what might be going on out there, we are moving forward we're taking new territory, we're expanding, hallelujah, praise God. And we're aware what's out there, but our eyes are, uh, and our decisions are not going to be determined just by natural. Our, everything that we're going to do is determined by the word of the Lord and the moving of the Holy Spirit. So we're going forward. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, this is very, very important spirit of faith in you to accomplish great things. I want to read from 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. This is what the Apostle Paul told Timothy, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, Now in the Old Testament, there was a lot of natural war, but in the New Testament, it's a fight of faith. It is a it's and it's like a war because you're you're being bombarded with doubt and fear and unbelief and you know all this stuff that's out there. So it's a war against your mind to fight the fight of faith. Woo! Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And you can wage a good war with. Prophecies with prophecies that have been spoken over your life. You know there was a very, or not, not used to be, still is a very good man of God who's a who's an apostle, and in 2019 he said that the year he prophesied that the year 2020 will be a year of plenty, plenty. Oh well, Pastor Stephen. When he prophesied that, he probably had no idea about the coronavirus, because when that thing came out, boy, it just wiped everybody out. No, hasn't wiped everybody out. And God was well aware that this stuff was going to be released. But see, you can wage a good war by meditating on good, solid prophecy that is spoken through mature, seasoned prophets or ministers of the gospel. And you could say, you know, in the natural, they're saying everything's going to fall apart, the news reporters are, but that's not what I'm hearing. The prophets are saying, this is a time of great prosperity. This is a time of plenty, plenty. So what you can do with those, uh, with those prophecies is you can wage warfare with them, and you can start going uphill when everything else is going downhill, Mm -mm. because the prophets didn't make a mistake. They didn't make a mistake, not one bit. It's right on target. This is a year of breakthrough. This is a year of the glory of the Lord being seen up on you. This is a year of plenty, plenty, the year of 2020. Well, Pastor Stephen doesn't look like it. Well, that's because you haven't been waging war with that prophecy. You've been sitting back in Jerusalem playing the harp and watching soap operas. Mm-mm. I would suggest turn off the TV and get out to battle. Leave Jerusalem and get out the battle. Mm-mm. Get back in the fight. Get back in the spirit of faith. Praise the Lord and possess your inheritance. You mean right now, Pastor Stephen? Yes, right now. Mm-mm. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Shake off the the spirit of fear that try to paralyze and keep on going forward. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, See, uh, concerning those prophecies spoken over his life, that by them you may wage the good warfare. You know, what I do is on several very specific prophecies. I received some prophecies uh, from uh, some really good prophets about this year. And what I do, usually almost daily, is I take them And because I I typed them up and I printed them out, I take them and I look at them and I pray over them and I look at them. Then I study the Word and then I look at those prophecies. Then I think about this verse right here that you can wage a good warfare with those prophecies. And I just think, Lord, mm -mm, everything you said, everything you said, and the Lord has already done so much already, but you know what? We still have time for more. Praise God. Don't wait till December the 31st to believe God for more. Start moving right now. Praise the Lord. Go out the war. Praise God. Go out into the battle with the spirit of faith and, you know, get into your passion. Increase in that area. Expand in that area. Woo! Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I think, as you do, you'll begin to realize, you know, God had a lot for me than I ever even thought. See, you're just thinking something small, and maybe a little this or a little that. But the truth is, is that up till that point, David had not even really begun to get into the fullness of his anointing. After this, he gets on track, and he just, uh, as we could say, makes up for lost time. I mean, he, he gets in there, and by the time he lives his life out, and he, you know, he he's going to realize he can't build the temple, but he can make storehouses to save up for it so that his son can build it. And so David's like, well, I'm going to do my part, and my part is to gather materials and gather provisions so that my son can build it. And he just, uh, he starts conquering all over the place. And when he's conquering, he's taking spoil and plunder. So he really was, most economists believe that David, without question, was a billionaire. Mm, I told you he was multidimensional. But that's because he really worked that warrior king anointing. Praise the Lord. Don't get out of your anointing. Stay on assignment. Boredom is deadly, extremely deadly. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't really have anything to go out to warfare over. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. Well, I don't know everything about your life, but I would say this, you need to be doing something. You need to ride off to war, and get you a faith project, and get you something, and not just be sitting around, uh, uh, not utilizing all the anointing and talent and gift and, and, and skill that God has put into you. Well, Pastor Stephen, we can't do anything. There's coronavirus. Well, sure you can. Just do it with it. Wear your mask, praise God. Put your mask on until this stuff is over with, And just, but just get busy. Get going. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The church's finest hour has not yet been realized. We're going to move towards it. Glory, 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 rising, rising, rising. But you won't experience it if you just sit around back at the palace, lounging around, having some servant drop grapes into your mouth and, you know, spoon feed you all day. You don't need that. Mm -mm. Look, I, I like nice stuff. I can appreciate nice things, but I I don't need to be sitting around 24 hours a day getting pampered. Nobody does. I mean, even Jesus referring to John the Baptist said, hey, if you're looking for a king or somebody with fancy robes, you're looking for the wrong kind of a guy, because that guy, John, is a prophet. So you need sometimes a little bit of a roughness in your life. You don't need to be in the palace all the time. I I know you're king, but you need to go out there and get involved mm Or else you're going to end up living in some kind of a make-believe world, which is what a lot of these career politicians do. They're, they're, they don't even know how real life functions because they've been separated from it for so long because they live in just this make-believe political arena, and that's why they, they can't relate to the average person because, uh, you know, they, they don't have any association with the average person. Praise the Lord. But the Lord is going to bless you the Lord is going to bless you. So get up and get moving. Praise the Lord. Get back into your passion. Get back into that anointing. Be able to identify it and walk in it fully. Embrace it. Embrace who God made you to be. Woo, praise the Lord. Mm-mm. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. I want to speak just for a moment for those who think, well Pastor Stephen, I can't identify anything. Well, let me just say this. You need to find something because kings go off to war. Kings go off to war. You have to have something that engages you. God didn't put you on the planet just to take up space and breathe air. That, that's, you know, you're not here just to kind of like take up room. You're here uh, with a purpose, with an assignment, with a mission. Get involved in what God has called you to do. Praise the Lord. And put your hands on something, because God will bless what you put your hands to, but He can't bless nothing. My hands aren't on anything, Pastor Stephen. We can't bless nothing. You have to put your hands on something. If you put your hands on something now, He can bless that. Mm -mm. And if you put your hands to it, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord with all of your heart. With all of your heart. No half-baked effort. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And eventually, it's going to move. Well, Pastor Stephen, nothing's happening. Mm, It may look like that, but I would say in the background, something's already beginning to shake. Just keep pushing. Keep pushing until you get the breakthrough. And you'll know it when you hit the breakthrough. Praise God. It's closer than you think. Many of you watching, you've already been pushing uh, quite extensively for quite some time and you're going to get a breakthrough. And I think when you do, it's going to be uh, uh, quite powerful, and it's going to make a big impact. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory, glory, glory to God. Praise God. Embrace your God-given identity. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Praise the Lord it's the crown and the sword. It's not just the crown. Well, I'm king. I made it. I can kick back. Relax now. I've got plenty of money. Who cares about anybody else? No, it's about, it's about the fulfillment of your destiny. When we get to heaven, we can rest. I'm not saying you never need a vacation or a break down here. You certainly do at times. But uh, after your Sabbath day is over, get back to it. After your vacation is complete, get back to it. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Praise God. Praise God. I believe when you do this, you'll find yourself in the thick of the glory. Mm -mm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What's, what's coming, what's new is not going to come from an angle of what people are thinking. It's not going to look like something we've seen before. It's going to be something different. Hallelujah. Praise God. Some people are already trying to, they're trying to copy something that happened a few decades ago or something like that. It's not going to be, the new thing's not going to be like that. It's going to be totally different. It's going to come from an angle people aren't even expecting. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So Father, we praise you. Help your people today to ride into battle, to ride off to battle, and to get up out of a place of lethargy, or complacency, and get back into the warfare. Father, we praise you. I thank you that there's plenty of time this year for you to do some phenomenal things in their life. And then as we get closer to the next year, then we'll think about that. But Father, this year, there's a lot you still want to do in the lives of your people. So we thank you for a movement. Thank you, Father, for passion. In Jesus' name, Amen. And Amen. Praise God. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Go get your promotion. Go be looking for the next level. Be looking for the breakthrough. Praise God. Praise the Lord. It's closer than you think. Father, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ooh, there's an anointing. There's just an an anointing right now for breakthrough. Father, I just pray that even as uh, some years back I met one of the breakthrough angels. I thank you, Father, that you want to open new doors, and you want your people to break through into new levels of, of glory, and encounters, and prosperity, and blessing. So Father, just let the breakthrough angels be released today, Uh, and let one of those angels go into the life of, of the person watching, receive in the name of Jesus. Father, let these angels go forth and let new doors and opportunities just break through, open up. Thank you, Father God. Let provision, let funding, let answers, let solutions come. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father, let these angels fight behind the scenes to push the enemy back so that we can break through. Father, we give you praise. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen. And amen. Let me close this message by saying this You have to believe the word of the Lord, you have to believe the prophecy. You can have one of the most esteemed prophets give you a prophecy, but if you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. You have to release your faith and take a hold of that thing. You wage warfare over the prophecies, not doubting them, believing them, taking hold of them and saying, this is inspired by the Lord. This is the utterance of the Lord. I believe God. This is true. Hallelujah. Or, well, Pastor Stephen, I've never had anybody prophesy over me. Well, then go in the Word and let the Word prophesy to you. Find the scripture that speaks to you and then make that your personal prophecy and hold to it. Praise God. Wage warfare with that. The same thing. Praise the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Mm-mm. Thank you, Father. You're going, to a, you're going to a new level. And the level is a lot larger and bigger than what you previously thought. Praise God. So lift your expectations and lift your vision to a larger format because God wants to do something that will glorify Him. Not a little bitty thing. He wants to do something that will glorify Him and identify that, and move towards it, and go off to war, and you're going to get it. In Jesus' name, praise God. Now, if you have watched today's message, but you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, my friends, you need Jesus, because He is the only way to salvation. He is salvation. That's what His name means. It means salvation. Salvation from your sins. Forgiveness of your sins but also He'll recreate you on the inside. I'm not talking about your liver or your kidney. I'm talking about your spirit. (laughs) Praise God. Now you can do a, a creative miracle too on a body part if you need one, but the most important thing is for your spirit to be born again. If you would like to receive this new life, then pray this out loud after me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I turn from them. I ask you to save me right now. Lord Jesus, wash me clean with your blood. Give me your new life right now. Write my name in your book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you're watching and you're a backslidden Christian, come back right now. God will bless you. God will clean you up, and God will move you forward in His plan for your life. If that's you, backslidden Christian, just say, Jesus, I come home today. Forgive me of my sins, and restore my life with you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you in your name I pray. Amen. Praise God. God is so good. Let's celebrate the Lord today. Let's take Holy Communion. Don't let anything give you an excuse to stop. Keep going forward. There's a healing anointing that's here right now. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We set it apart as holy through this prayer, and as we receive this, this is the flesh and the blood of Jesus, our Savior, our Redeemer, and our Healer, Woo! our soon-coming King. Father, as we receive the body of Jesus, we just thank you for clear focus of how we're to go off to war, the the battles that we're supposed to fight, any battle we're not supposed to fight or anything we're not supposed to be involved in, we thank you that we won't touch it. But those things that we are supposed to engage, we lock on with uh, like a laser-like focus. We thank you, O God, and we thank you for the victory in Jesus' great name. Amen. Let's receive the body of the Lord. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you that you are our healer. Jesus, by your stripes, we were healed. Thank you, Lord Jesus, as we receive communion today, that every sickness and disease has to bow to you and leave and exit our bodies. I speak to any and every form of cancer. Loose the people of God. Let them go. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory. I continue to drive out every spirit of fear. Loose the people of God in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Healing the anointing. Healing the anointing of heart conditions right now in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, we thank you as we now receive the blood of Christ. Claim your healing by faith through the finished work of Christ at Calvary. Claim that healing now because healing is included in the new covenant. So receive it now by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the blood of Christ. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. There's a healing anointing. Healing anointing, I command cataracts to dissolve in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I command any kidney stones to dissolve and just Leave the body in the name of Jesus. Just dissolve and go away in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. I rebuke fever in the name of the Lord. Loose the people of God, somebody have a throat condition. Command that to leave in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. The fever is breaking and leaving right now. Hallelujah. Glory. Uh, that was associated with chills and fever, or all that yucky stuff. It's leaving you right now. In the name of the Lord, just get up and start serving the Lord. Start, uh, you know, just go about the day and do the things you need to do now. Praise God. Somebody has a toothache. I command that to leave in the name of the Lord. And Father, whatever is causing that, that pain, uh, Lord, whatever is going on, I just release healing and the Holy Spirit analgesic into that area to numb it. And now Lord, I ask you to heal it and take out the bacteria. Any problem with the root, let it be healed in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Receive. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father God. Glory, glory, glory. Father, let there be an unveiling of destiny all this week that your people see clearly with spiritual vision. They see with the eye of faith, with the spirit of faith. Thank you, Father God. Show them the way forward. Thank you, Father God, for the breakthrough angel going before them and making the way, opening the door to the next level that you have for them to step into. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Now, wage a good warfare with any good prophecy spoken over your life wage a good warfare with that. And open your heart to receive prophecy, and to receive the prophetic word from the Lord. And also, open your heart to give that prophecy, that is when the Lord gives you a prophecy to share with somebody because it says in Scripture, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. So be a giver of the prophecy of the prophetic word, and the Lord will also have those very timely prophecies for you as well that will come in right on time. My friends, thanks for watching. I look forward to seeing you back next time. Till then, stay richly blessed. Bye-bye.